Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to Lean Blog Audio. This is episode 128, a post from March 8th, 2016, titled Early Days of Lean and Veterinary Medicine. Now, last Friday, I partnered with uh, Dr. Chip Ponsford, a doctor of veterinary medicine, to give an introductory lean uh, presentation, a continuing ed presentation at the annual conference of the Texas Veterinary Medical Association. Our talk was titled, What Veterinarians Can and Should Learn from Toyota. That was, that's Chip, uh, really, as um, a DVM telling other um, vets that they should listen to Toyota, not me, the engineer. And Chip first reached out to me via email in, I think, about 2012. Um, the oldest email I can find from him was uh, in 2013, where he said, quote, I'm a veterinarian in El Paso, interested in introducing lean to my profession. I've read numerous books, including both editions of your book, meaning lean hospitals. There was a recent article in one of the vet magazines introducing Six Sigma. So now more than ever, I think the time is right for veterinarians to learn about this, end of quote. So as I got to know Chip through emails and uh, a few phone calls, I realized he was you know, an avid and eager, eager learner. He's read so many different books on lean and the Toyota production system, including uh, books by Ono and others. Uh, so I was impressed with his willingness to read, you know, quote unquote, manufacturing books and figure out how this applies to the vet med world. So he was, you know, a practice owner for a long time. So I'm pretty sure a while ago, I, I know he read the book, uh, Follow the Learner by Sammy Bari, uh, a dentist in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, the quote unquote, lean dentist. There are probably more parallels be between Dr. Bari's story and that of a typical veterinary medicine practice owner. The typical vet med practice seems more like primary care clinics for adults or people with a, a little bit of surgery done on site. Uh, a quote unquote human hospital uh, might be as foreign of a concept to learn from as a car factory would be. It would be easy for a veterinarian to say, quote, we're different. We're not a car factory. Patients are not cars or we're different. We're not Theta Care or Virginia Mason. We treat multiple species. Now, again, you know, Chip was a practice owner for a long time. Now he's in the Dallas-Fort Worth area working as an employee for a clinic. That creates some different change management challenges for him since he's not, quote-unquote, the boss, although neither he nor Dr. Bari would describe themselves using that old command and control term. Now, I spent, you know, my experience in veterinary medicine is very limited. I spent a week last year. Um, at a university um, a vet med teaching hospital in what they call their large animal clinic. Um, it wasn't good for my allergies, but uh, it sure was fascinating to see the processes and environment around providing care of, uh, of all sorts to, to cows, horses, llamas, and the like. Now, this is more like a hospital with animals, um, often doing inpatient stays overnight or for days in stalls and pens instead of rooms and beds. The types of problems and challenges that I saw uh, in this setting were very similar to human healthcare, including silos and poor communication, negatively impacting patient flow, errors and mistakes that could harm the animals, staff who weren't engaged in Kaizen, continuous improvement, and, and by the way, this is not the staff's fault, of course, processes and SOPs that sort of just evolved and weren't being managed actively. Um, you have managers who are spread way too thin. Um, denial about changing market conditions and the need to do things differently. So Chip and I spent uh, also spent a day 
uh, it was me alone at the large animal clinic, but Chip and I spent a day with a small animal vet med practice near our homes. And while it was generally better managed, um, they still had lots of opportunities for improvement. There was waste and they admitted as much, which uh, is a good sign. So in her presentation, rather than presenting lean as a fad or a bunch of tools or something to implement, I suggested the chip that we start with the classic Taiichi Ono words of start from need. And Chip did a great job of articulating the patient care and business challenges that are faced in vet med, including one, falling income for veterinarians, two, pet owners relying more on Google and less on their veterinarian, and three, sticker shock and price pressures uh, amplified by the economy and the need to either reduce costs or increase value to payers. And most vet med is paid for out of pocket instead of by some form of insurance. So in our discussions, I asked Chip if there is, in addition to those challenges, a patient safety movement in healthcare. And he wasn't really aware of any direct parallels to the, to the discussions and actions taken in human healthcare over the past 20 years. I mean, you can find references online to vet med mistakes being a problem, but there's less of a movement, if there is one at all. I mentioned how lean is being applied uh, to improve quality and patient safety in human healthcare during our talk. So in the, uh, in the talk, we covered basic lean methods and principles, um, emphasizing that lean is not just tools, but it's a philosophy and a management system. Um, as Chip said you know, very well, uh, my, my fear as VetMed discovers lean is that lean will be known for tools, not the philosophy. Philosophy matters. And Chip also emphasized the need to learn and think, to be inspired by others, uh, but not just copy. He said in one slide, lean is not about dogma. It's about thinking and experimenting. So Chip covered some basic lean concepts, uh, including value and waste, value streams, flow and pull, um, the idea of reducing batch sizes, 5S and visual management. I talked about other aspects of lean management, including Kaizen, mistake proofing, problem solving, and other core lean management concepts. One older veterinarian came and talked to Chip later in the day and said that the presentation to him was life-changing. So that's exciting. You know, what, what comes next? You know, Chip and I both hope attendees are inspired to learn more, to experiment, and to put lean practices into use, or at least to start um, experimenting in their practices. The level of awareness and the limited number of publications in VetMed reminds me of where human healthcare was 10 or 12 years ago. I hope veterinary medicine can learn from mistakes and missteps that were made in some cases in human healthcare. Now, Chip has established a Lean Vets blog, and you can find that at leanvets.com. I'm helping him with that, and I'll be contributing to it. We've also had a few articles. Uh, published in, uh, in, in industry publication, and you can find links to those if you go to leanblog.org slash audio 128. Now, Chip and I also wrote a conference proceedings paper about lean and veterinary medicine. We're sharing most of it on the Lean Vets blog and might publish it eventually as an ebook. And we're also going to link to and write about the handful of articles that we could find so far on lean in vet med. And uh, if you listen to my regular, my original podcast series, I plan to interview Chip. We're going to do a podcast soon on this topic. Will lean work in veterinary medicine? Well, of course. Will it be easy? No. Will everyone be able to lead a transformation in their business? Probably not. But there's great potential. Lean and vet med 
done well, done properly, with the right mindset and philosophy, and the right leadership will lead to better patient care, better client satisfaction, lower costs and prices, and better financial performance for the practice owners. So again, what comes next? So again, if you would like to uh, read the blog post and see all sorts of links, you can go to leanblog.org audio 128. Thanks for listening.